0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Why, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Heart of Dating podcast. I'm your host, Kate Warman. And y'all are in for an epic conversation today as we are asking the dudes, what is up in dating? We're asking the single dudes. We have a single men's panel today. Basically, I took three incredible guys in our community and asked them a bunch of questions. This episode is going to be great for women to get inside the minds of single men, which I know you ladies want. You want it all the time. You want to know, what are the guys thinking? What are they doing? Why do they do this? Why do they not do that? And then this episode's also for the guys to feel so encouraged and seen. I asked our three dudes today questions like, how do you feel about women dropping the hanky and making a move? Do you think a woman dropping the hanky limits your desire to actually pursue her? Do you enjoy planning dates? What's the best date you've ever planned for someone? Would you be open to dating more than one person at a time? And if yes, how would you do that with honor? What is the top quality you're looking for in a woman? And that's just the tip of the iceberg, y'all. Now, before we get into the epic goodness of this episode, I want to share something with you. Our Drop the Hanky program is open right now, you guys, right now. And guess what? It is free for men and women to apply. If you are looking for a pressure-free, faith-based dating experience as an alternative to all the sketchy dating apps out there, I would love to welcome you into our Drop the Hanky community. For the women, this program is a subscription model program, and within it, each month, you get things like exciting monthly men drops, where you will see new video submissions from quality Christian guys who are actually looking to date. You're able to meet them, flirt, have fun, see where things lead. You'll also get relationship coaching. You'll get expert guidance from me on the practical side of dating. You guys, I'm no longer doing one-on-one coaching and I'm actually just funneling everything into our Drop the Hanky program right now. You'll also get personal growth videos. I believe dating is not just about meeting quality singles. It's also about growing personally in our confidence, in our spirituality, in our healing, in our understanding of how we show up in love. So to do all of this, I bring on experts to talk about all of these subjects and beyond you'll also get exclusive invites to events such as speed dating and matchmaking and mingling and so many other things. In fact, we just did our very first Drop the Hanky speed dating event and over 1900 dates happened in just one hour of this event. It was amazing, but you only get access to this if you're in Drop the Hanky. You'll also get first dibs and discounts to any of our future events, which includes exclusive access and a discount to our upcoming conference, which is going to be happening in 2022, as well as anything else we run, such as virtual summits and workshops, merch drops, and all sorts of other things. And lastly, you'll get invited to a dynamic community of women. This is such an important part of the program on the women's side. We really want to connect you with people who are going through the journey with you. Now for my dudes, hello dudes, in Drop the Hanky, you can also connect with high quality Christian women from all over the world who are just as excited to date as you are. All you have to do is apply and sign up for a free video coaching call where our video coach will help you to create your video on the spot. You will literally leave that call with a video created for the Drop the Hanky program. It's so easy. And then lastly, on top of that for the guys, we also have a men's community and this men's community is entirely free. Within this community, you can build friendships with other godly guys, talk through all the hard stuff and even share some of your wins. If you want to join our men's community, you can go to bit.ly forward slash HOD men's group. That's bit.ly forward slash HOD men's group. And for the men and women listening, if you want to apply for free to drop the hanky, you can go to heartofdating.com forward slash DTH.girls. Or for the guys, you can go to forward slash DTH guys. All right, you guys. So it's time to introduce our incredible men to the show. Are you ready? JJ Tomlin is a missionary kid born in Belgium, originally from Tennessee and currently residing in the OC. He works in gaming and e-commerce, enjoys watching his Tennessee Titans on Sundays with his golden doodle Teddy, and loves working with Christian men to raise the bar in singleness and dating. Jason Rain is an LA native born and raised. He currently serves as a young adults leader and works a full-time job in telecommunications. Jason came to know the Lord as a young adult and has a passion for serving in young adults ministry. Jason loves technology and world missions. He just recently came back from a mission trip in Serbia where he partnered and ministered to young adults. And lastly, Gareth Pown is a South African-born, Los Angeles-dwelling creative director, daydreamer, multifaceted maker, photographer, storyteller, and at some stage, Africa's top Instagrammer. Gareth is a big dreamer and believes everyone should have at least one ridiculous dream they believe can come true. Since he can't remember, his dream has been to go to space. All right, y'all, this conversation with JJ, Jason, and Gareth was so good. You're going to love it. There's even a moment where I call out one of the guys, and we have a pretty cool like coaching moment on air. It's honestly so great, and I really think you're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, my conversation with these three epic dudes. Oh my word. We have a fun episode for everyone today on Heart of Dating. Y'all, we have a single man's panel or single men's panel. I don't know which way to say it, but you guys have been wanting this. Okay. The ladies have been wanting it because I hear from all the ladies where in the world are the good Christian men? Well, today on the episode, we have three amazing Christian men. So let's all stop talking about that because if you want evidence, we at least have three today. I know there's more than three though out there. And then also for the dudes, like we are just so excited to have this conversation for the dudes as well. So that the dudes listening can feel seen, can feel like, other brothers get it out here in the random crazy world of christian dating and so i am so thrilled y'all to introduce you to my three amazing friends jason rain gareth Pond, and jj Lent. what's up dudes
1: what's up <laughs> Happy to be here. What's up, Kate? Thank you for inviting us. Hey, so Kate.
0: pumped. Hey, you guys, this is so fun because I personally know all of you guys and which makes this conversation just that much more fun. Y'all have also gotten to know each other over the course of the last few months. So we're just gonna have a fun hangout sesh today. Are you are you excited?
2: So stoked. Um, actually, Kate, I haven't met any of you in person, which is kind of wild.
0: (laughs) Which is weird because we literally talk all the time for stuff to do with drop the hanky and all the things, but you are coming out here, Gareth. So that's all that matters. I'm
2: actually in Phoenix right now. So I am in the same time zone at least.
0: There we go. It won't be long till all of us randomly. That is, it was not the goal to get only people on this interview that are all pretty much in Southern California. Gareth to be in Southern California very soon. But you know what? Whatever. We have lots of people in our Heart of Dating community, actually, though, all over the country and worlds. So actually, really quick, though, let's start off by I would love for each of y'all to just quickly introduce yourselves before we dive into some of these fun questions. So let's start with JJ.
3: All right. Well, Kate, thanks so much for having me on here. I am JJ Tomlin. I currently actually live in SoCal as well. I love it down here with my big puppy dog named Teddy. He's a big old golden doodle. And so uh, we both are actually originally called Tennessee home. So the Nashville Franklin area is home for us. And we've been on the West Coast for a few years now. We just moved down here from Seattle. And so I'm super excited to hop on here. Gareth and Jason and I are all in the the men's group together that would meet uh, bi-weekly. And so we have a great time catching up there and then catching up, playing some video games and talking throughout the weeks. So super excited to be here though.
0: Okay. I'm going to ask all y'all a random question in your introductions. What's one random fact that people wouldn't know about you normally, JJ?
1: Hmm.
3: I think one random fact is that I played football, American football over in Switzerland. Ooh, um, yeah! yes yeah so it's it's not quite anything to brag about like the nfl uh but it was a pretty cool experience uh to go over there and play football for a year
0: and didn't you have a cool nickname you've told me this You're from your swiss teammates <laughs>
3: yeah i had two um so my french name is jean Jacques. uh that's not what jj stands for actually but it's pretty close <laughs> and uh gg they can't really say jj so they call me gg I <laughs> uh, love practice that. so, and the most intense, yeah, and the like intense moment of football game. They're like, "Gigi, why are you not throw me the ball?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm sorry." All right,
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, so happy to have you. What about Jason Rain? I would love to hear from you.
1: Hey, Kate, thank you so much, um man. I, I always love it when you get that question, like random facts, and you're like running through in your head. um not on a podcast you wouldn't tell but if you saw it in a picture the random fact is I have a twin brother that looks just like me so that's um definitely a fun random fact a lot of not a lot of people know um but also reside in the southern california area but um traveled all over and uh another random fact uh definitely is you know just I really enjoy going international on mission trips so that's a big fun thing and I'm actually getting ready to go on one here shortly so a lot Ooh, of
0: fun that's awesome jason i love that a man who serves we love a man who serves let's go um okay last but certainly not least what about gareth Pond? let's go
2: hey it's me gareth gareth Pond. um <laughs> hey.
0: Hey, <laughs> random me, facts gareth. about <laughs> me
2: <laughs> random facts uh two random facts i guess is like I'm, as far as I know, I'm the only Gareth Pond in the whole world. I've tried to Google and find someone else because I wanted to meet up with this person if he exists, but apparently not. Um, I am a creative director. I live nowhere right now because I'm on the road moving to California, Um, but I kind of lead a a creative team at a company called Rosewood Creative. Um, I'm a retired influencer who decided to take on a nine-to-five job. So Fun little vibes there, but I know um, the first I,
0: time I discovered you, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Gareth is like insta famous over here!" What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a
2: past vibe. life. It's a past <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I traveled full time for four years, and kind of like the the rise of Instagram, I was a full time travel influencer. Um, and then through the grace of God and just like amazing opportunities, I ended up moving to the US in 2016. Um, I'm originally from South Africa. I'm half Mauritian, half Chinese, but I was born in South Africa. So kind of like fun little story there. But yeah, been living here since 2016. I was in Atlanta and I've been on a road trip for the last six weeks on my way to California. And I don't know where I'm going to live yet. So that's me.
0: I love it. Y'all, this is so fun. I'm so excited to get into this conversation today. So you guys, we're gonna. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I looked through some of my DMs, just questions I often get asked, and just a lot of things that I would love. I know the ladies would love to hear from a dude. And one of the things that's happening this month is we have reopened the doors to our Drop the Hanky program, which is a program that men and women can join, women specifically sign up, and they get access to awesome videos from amazing dudes that submit these videos, they get access to them, and then they get to drop the hanky on the guys via Instagram, they get to slide into those DMs, as well as getting the access to the guys, they also get relationship coaching videos and personal development videos, we bring in experts, I give relationship coaching, and they get access to a whole bunch of fun events, like speed dating events and matchmaking events, so it's really fun. And on the other side of that, we have our dudes who can join at any time and they can apply. They can submit a video to the program by signing up for a free video coaching call with our girl, Gabriela. So really easy. And then they get to also be a part of our men's community, which y'all here all are part of. And Gareth and JJ, you guys run that community, which is so incredible. So I want to start off with the first question I get because we're talking right now about dropping the hanky and making a move. And there's a big stigma in Christian culture that women can't make the first move. You know, that we as women have to sit here and just wait for the man to get up the courage to ask us out. And we don't move. We, we honestly, what happens to us ladies is we will go to church. We see a cute guy from across the way. We literally like, Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Who is that? And so we're staring at him, right? We keep looking at him, looking at him. Eventually he like looks at us and we're like, Oh my gosh, he notices me. He likes me. He knows I exist. He's going to ask me out. And then we come the next week and we dress up and we look for him. And, you know, he may, his eyes may pass us again. But the reality is he may not even be looking at us. He may just be looking around the room. And just so happens you think he looked at you, but he isn't really looking at you. (laughs) And we're just sitting there thinking that the guy recognizes us and that suddenly one day he's just going to miraculously come over to us and ask us out. And so we're sitting there twiddling our thumbs. And I just think this is so silly at this point like what are we doing this guy does not have telepathy then here's oh here's the what exactly what happens then we do that for weeks and then suddenly he shows up with a girl and we are literally heartbroken we're like wait what he has a girl or he he asks out someone else like i thought i was the girl and we created this whole like emotional connection in our minds when we barely even talked to him he may not even know we exist we've probably silently stalked him on Instagram. I'm just speaking it out because this happens all the time. So I'm like, ladies, we need to stop doing this. Okay. Because we need to just let the guy know that we exist. We need to get in his proximity and we need to give him a compliment and show him that we're curious about him and drop the hanky. So dropping the hanky is my term for, it's not my original term. I just use it a lot. It's for when a woman, you know, just makes a move on a guy, basically meaning she gives him the green light to show him she's interested. She opens the door, she throws him a bone, and then she sees what he does with that. Right? So I want to know from you guys, A, have you had anyone drop the hanky on you? And B, how do you feel about women dropping the hanky on you? Anybody want to answer that first?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in there, Kate. Um, so to answer the question, yes, um, someone has dropped the hanky on me, um, both from within the program and, uh, and definitely, um, before the program and to one of the things that I think of when that happens is there's two parts of it. One, you feel naturally encouraged that this person is, acknowledging you but also lifting you up for who you are something they recognized in you either in the way you serve um and just the the person of who you are and so they were naturally interested and then the other part of it that's really cool is it does give you that return of hey this person wants to go have a conversation with you be it coffee or dinner or something like that so it's it's a natural part of it it's like a almost like a free invitation um, but that doesn't give us as the guys a a moment to go, oh, hey, you know, I'm not going to do anything with that. So we get a true opportunity to know, hey, let's respond. Let's be intentional and set up that date to follow up that hanky drop.
0: Yes, that's so good, Jason. You just covered so much ground in that answer. Like, it's like, yeah, we're going to throw the hanky down, aka show the guy we're interested in some way. And that doesn't mean that we're asking him on the date, though. You can if you want, if you really want. But it it's really about just opening the door and seeing what he does with it, seeing if he takes the bait, if he asks you out, if he plans the date, all of that. I'm not asking you to do all the work, you know. So any anyone else, JJ Gareth, do you have any thoughts? Have anyone ever dropped a hanky on you? And how do you feel about hanky dropping?
2: I'll jump in there. Um, yeah, I've had I've had a couple a couple of times. I think it's always really exciting to to get a DM and just meet a stranger. I think more than anything, I just get, like, so stoked that a girl is willing to put herself out there and, um, because I know it's it's nerve-wracking, right? You you think a guy, you want to just maybe even be friends, and I just want to encourage, like, all the girls out there, if you've ever thought of dropping a DM to a guy, just do it, and if they don't reply straight away, it's probably because they're busy or, like, they don't check their DMs, like I do sometimes, sorry, but, um, (laughs) just do it. And you never know what could happen. Like I've made some amazing like friendships, I've like dated people um, who have have dropped the hanky. And it's just been really, really good to kind of get that little cue, you know, because sometimes like, we're we're guys, we're oblivious, like Kate told the (laughs) whole story about, oh, there's that, guy across the hall in church. Little did you know he's just thinking about his leftover pizza that he had from dinner. He's not even like caring <laughs> about so. what's going on. So That's that little so. nudge is so great and so nice because if you if you are like keen to take that first step, like the guy sees it straight away. He's like, oh cool. This could be a cool friendship or maybe I could date this girl. Um but I I always feel like a little flattered right because I know how much effort it takes for a girl to like slide into a guy's DMs.
0: Yes, that's so good. And to your point a little earlier, like it also shows that that person is confident, you know, and that's an attractive quality. I think that, you know, guys are used to seeing girls struggling with insecurity. I don't know a single girl who doesn't. I myself am in that camp. I still struggle with things. And so, but to see a girl who's like, you know what, I know what I have to offer, and I'm just going to give it a shot. I'm just going to put myself out there and I'm going to show this person interest. Like it's attractive. It's an attractive quality. And I think it can be what I've seen in talking to guys is it can just feel like a little bit of a relief. Like, oh, I didn't even know that she was, interested or I didn't even know that she was looking at me oh my gosh this is awesome like I might actually be into her wait this is great or in a DM side you're like who is this person wait this is cool this is kind of flattering so my next kind of tandem question to that and I'm gonna throw this one to JJ is JJ do you think a woman dropping the hanky limits your desire to actually pursue her or your ability to pursue her because a lot of women think if I drop the hanky, I'm doing the work and if I just, if I do that, then he's going to be passive and he's not going to do anything from there on out. What do you think?
3: Yeah, it's such a good question. And, you know, I would ask them to put themselves uh, like in the guy's shoes who, you know, it's kind of like it typically falls on the guy to make that. And if they do, it's not like they, I don't know, they're not expected to do all of the pursuing from that point on. It's kind of like a mutual pursuit. But I'd say more importantly to that, um, it doesn't limit the desire. I actually think it just increases the potential for it because the dropping the hinky, especially if it's like a compliment or something that calls out and recognizes the guy, it makes us feel so seen. (laughs) It makes us feel, you know, which guy or girl, like we're humans. And anytime you feel seen, like it's one of the most amazing feelings, right? That like you are known or, or recognized by somebody. Um, so I, yeah. I don't think, uh, it, it closes it down or forces the girls to kind of leave the relationship from there. I think if anything, it kind of gives the, the guy like a little bit of a shot in the arm, you know, some like encouragement and kind of. I don't know. I think it kind of accelerates the process.
0: It gives him a little more confidence. I think here's the thing. If the girl drops a hanky, there's already some confidence for the guy that, well, she's kind of into it. So it means there's a little less stakes for the guy that he's going to get rejected. Doesn't mean that she's going to like him from then on out. Right. And maybe after the first, second, third date, she does, she's like, mm, maybe I'm not as into you. Right. It doesn't mean, you know, you're going to marry that person, but there's a little less risk of being rejected. And therefore it's like, wow. Okay. I want to, I love, I'm excited about this. I want to make something happen here. And so I think that I just love that we're debunking this. Cause I hear so many women who are just so hesitant to drop the hanky, to show a guy interest, to open the door to let him walk through it you know and they think oh my gosh well then he's not going to pursue me and i'm like actually i don't believe that's true
3: yeah i don't either and and that and i would just say like this is what i would just say about it like think about when a guy or a girl or anybody gives you a compliment like when you've done your hair when you've done your nails when you're wearing a cute outfit like nobody's ever gonna like deny those compliments like they feel really good and i think um from a guy's perspective, like we're human. Like if you get, if you compliment us on our shirt, our fun t-shirt, you know, or our hair or something like it's going to go a really long way. I think.
0: Yeah. I love that. Okay. So in the conversation of pursuit y'all, Specifically, we have so many people these days that are meeting online and in our Drop the Hanky program, people are meeting online because it's they connect through Instagram. That's how people, you see the video and then you DM the guy on Instagram. So for you guys, I would be curious to learn what pursuit looks like for you if it starts online versus starting in person. Like what does that kind of process look like? I don't know if anyone wants to, you know, go first on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah I think I, I can probably like give a few thoughts but um I am by no means the master at this I think JJ is the master at this uh, as we all know I'm sure he'll shape some things um but I I love to just st- I'm I'm a text texter I like texting so I generally will start um kind of just having some like really fun conversation on over text getting to know the person but then I'll move to A FaceTime date as soon as I can like whether that's That's a a few days or even a few hours sometimes Um, especially since like the intention is kind of established since she did slide into my DMs you know (laughs) you kind of uh, get to a point where where you're like okay cool let's just like vibe this out I'm a I love just getting a read on a person um, over just kind of reactions and like having a face to the voice and um, so I love that point of view, just being able to get straight to FaceTime as soon as possible. And then, who knows, like, I, I love being in person. So I've gotten to a point where I've intentionally kind of, like, booked a flight or see where we can cro- cross paths in a city. Zero pressure. We won't, like, plan a whole trip together or do something yeah, crazy. But like, great. oh, cool. I'll be in California. Let's um, hang out or get a coffee or We might meet up in like Nashville, wherever. I'm just making these locations up. But if whoever that person is, if I'm deciding to like go on a trip where I've itchy feet to like travel, I'll like, and also happen to be in an area, like I'll, I'll meet up with the person. So um, I, that's personally how I do it. I don't like to kind of prolong FaceTimes over and over and over again, because I want to just get the vibe in person and check chemistry and all of that. So that's my perspective.
0: Awesome. I love that. Get in person as soon as possible. Get at least on FaceTime as soon as you can. I absolutely love that. Um, JJ or Jason, do you have anything to weigh in?
1: Yeah. Like Gareth, see, this is where I'm completely different. I'm like, I'll maybe send one or two text messages and then I'm on my way. Like we got to get on FaceTime or video or something like that, especially if it's online. Um, me and text messages my t- I feel like I have two left thumbs. Um, so the context, Uh, doesn't come through in a way. But I think there's a level like when that first text comes in or that connection through Instagram, that there is a level of intentionality on both parties Um, is the best way I can think of the wording on it. And really creating that connection. I think what Gareth said is so um, powerful is there is a connection, a vibe, a moment, like when you are connecting with that person. And at least for me, I don't get that when I do text messages. And I also agree that there's a part of it, like when I went through one of my last um, relationships and how it kind of worked, what really helped uh, me was getting to that FaceTime and having that conversation and then eventually setting something up to where we met in person. Now, I wish I did it a little bit quicker than I did last time, um, just because that the first time I did meet that person person. um in, in person, it was a very different feeling than FaceTime. But that's because it is different between online and in person. And it felt like it was cool experience because it felt like it was a first date all over again. So it was mm, just a great yeah, experience. And it really opened up a lot of that opportunity.
0: I love that. JJ, you got to come in for some of the things Gareth said you're the expert on this, apparently. <clears throat> so I'd love to hear what he means by that.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think he's just hyping me up. I actually, uh, I copy a lot of his tips on, on online dating that he didn't share right there. So <laughs> Whatever, <dude. laughs> I, would, I would say when it comes to online dating first, like especially as a guy, you have to understand that like you have to be completely open to it and like on board. Like this is not, it's not window shopping. You know, it's, it's a really good opportunity to date just like you would be in person. And once you're there, I actually think, you know, because that kind of sets your foundation and your attitude. I actually think that online dating, especially as you start to go past date one, date two, date three, like it's no excuse to like kind of take the gas or the foot off the gas. Like it's no excuse to not have the same intensity, creativity, like intentionality that you would in person. And so I feel like sometimes online kind of gets like the second priority. It's a little bit easier and it kind of is, uh, but it's not an excuse to like not treat that woman like the queen she is. So I mm-hmm. actually love online and dating. And I think for guys, it's a really good opportunity to pursue them, even if it's virtual and from distance.
0: Yeah. I have a question for you, JJ, on that. Like, let's say it is online virtual and on your first date you you also are far away. Like let's say in Drop the Hink, you're on a dating app. You may extend your boundaries and like in terms of your radius, and you meet somebody who lives a few hours away, a different state away, whatever. And so your first dates are like via Zoom or via FaceTime. Like, how would you as a man approach pursue in that way when it's because I think a lot of people are like, oh that's easy. I'll just Facetime them, be basic, whatever. But I I I really am like. <laughs> I think that it doesn't have to be just like basic and boring. I think that we can up the way we do virtual dating when we meet online in these ways. So I'd love to hear from you.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree. I think um, if anything, like take what you love to do in person. If that's like a dinner date, a coffee date, ice cream date. Uh, even like mini golf, like there are stuff that you can do online together. That's not too cheesy, (laughs) you know, and you can find games to play if you have like the right partner. But I think like for a guy, it's a no brainer and it should be in like your dating playbook to like have Uber Eats and like Instacart and like flower delivery, like readily available. Like if you can from her friends and it's not weird, like try and get her address and then if you have to go through her, just be like, "Hey, actually, while I Facetime you, would we'll love to treat you to dinner. Like, is there something specific, like from your favorite restaurant, that I could get you tonight? Or what's your favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Like, what's your favorite wine? And just send it to their front door." Um, so good. So I think like for guys, I would just say, when it comes to online dating and long distance dating, there's a, such a good opportunity to like stand out. Uh, by doing some of these small things. Like it's so easy. It takes five minutes on your Uber Eats app to boop to boop bop and have it sent right to the front door. And it's a lot easier than person, I think. Like you're not having to spend an hour of time to go all to these places and drive to their place and stuff. I think actually Uber Eats and InstaCarter is like a man's best friend when it comes to impressing a girl.
0: Hey friends, so here's the deal. For this ad break, I want you to take a break. If you've been dreaming about a beach getaway, but you're nowhere near the ocean, maybe it's time to get a bit creative. Well, with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, you can listen to the relaxing sounds of the waves and give yourself a break wherever you are and at whatever time of day. Did y'all know that I actually listen to the sound of rain or even the ocean to sleep? I love it. And honestly, I now can't sleep without it. Calm gives you the tools that improve the way you feel. You can clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and even drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. Now for listeners of Heart of Dating, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash kate. You can go to calm.com slash kate for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash kate. All right, y'all. I hope you have a peaceful, dreamy sleep tonight. Alright, you guys, I'm so excited to share with you about a product that I've been using for months. This last summer in the summer of 2021, I started going on a really intense health journey to work through some of my chronic illness. And with that, I had to change up a lot of my diet. And that's why I'm so excited to have discovered this brand Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition made with high quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. One of the things that I've been using consistently is the Organifi green juice, which has essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. I've actually put it every single morning into my green smoothie and it is so good. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. I've also been using the Organifi Red Juice Blend, which also supports focus and energy. And lastly, I've been using the Organifi Gold, a superfood tea that supports rest and relaxation so you can wake up feeling refreshed. Each Organifi Blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go, and they don't compromise quality for taste. Organifi takes pride in offering the best-tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high-quality superfoods without breaking the bank, which I love, of course. Go to Organifi.com forward slash H-O-D and use code H-O-D for 20% off your order. That's Organifi.com backslash H-O-D and use the code H-O-D for 20% off any item that you want. I could not recommend it more. Like I said, I've been using their products every single day and I swear by them. Excited for you to try. Okay. This is great. I love it. I have another follow-up question here that's off the cusp, but I'm just thinking, so I'm a girl and the guy doesn't really plan anything much for the first date. It's kind of basic. It's very vanilla. It's just like a meet and greet. It's just like, Hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. And this isn't just like a hangout call. This is like a date and it's a date FaceTime or a date Zoom or even an in-person date. How would you guys prefer, would you guys prefer that a girl shares that information that like, like for the next date, would you prefer that she says something like in the lines of like, hey, I would love to maybe do something a little bit different. Or, you know, like, would you prefer she voiced it or says nothing? Because here's what I often see is a lot of girls are like, man, this guy is really not trying. He's doing nothing. This is very vanilla. I'm just going to write him off, you know? And then without telling him, she just writes him off. And she's like, I'm not interested. Versus giving him the opportunity to say like, hey, I, I would love to do something to feel a little more connected, to get to know you a little more. Could we maybe do a fun activity? So how would you guys... Take that if a girl gave that kind of feedback, and how would you prefer for it to be presented if you would even want for it to be
1: presented? (laughs) I got to jump in, Kate, because as you're sharing that, I'm like, oh my goodness, did I just do that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my (laughs)
3: gosh.
0: (laughs)
1: That's funny. Um, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, don't get me wrong, I took the uh, art of JJ and I at least, you know, it was the first time we were doing an online date over FaceTime and I preemptively, you know, because I didn't know where she lived, I sent the DoorDash coupon so she could, as a woman, choose exactly what she wanted with FoodWise and everything like that. So I, I at least, you know, made sure that dinner <laughs> was the thing that we were doing. <laughs> but when I think about the rest of the date, I was like, oh my goodness, like it was that somewhat vanilla kind of first date over FaceTime. And I just felt like extremely called higher by JJ and what he's sharing. Cause I was like, oh man, like I did it from the house. I'm, I could have gone to the beach or really upped it to where it would have been something different, a little bit more special. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a part of it. Like, I think that's why there's healthy Instagram stalking aloud and um, being able yes. to learn more about <laughs> that person, what may encourage them on that first date. Um, so just being transparent, like I was like, wow. I feel really. So let's say hired. I'm that
0: girl and I said this feedback to you, Jason. Let's say, for example, like yeah. not in a mean way, not in like Jason, that date was super boring. I feel like you didn't try it all, and I'm not that into you anymore. I would not that, obviously, but like <laughs> if she said it in a different way to give you some sort of feedback, obviously you're you're getting that now here live, which is great, but like you know, like if you didn't have this conversation and you just thought, oh, it was a pretty good date, but like she's feeling the way that I'm expressing, like, oh, you know, that didn't seem that great. Like how how would you prefer for her to say it or any of you guys? Like I'd love to hear because I think this happens a lot. What I'm trying to get to is I think a lot of girls have thoughts early on and continue to the idea of like girls can't drop the hanky. There's a level of like we can't share how we're feeling, or the thing like what we're really feeling early on. We just have to let the guy lead so much so that we can't even express what may not be great for us. Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no. Kate, I wanna, I wanna, sorry, I wanna jump in real quick and just be like, I think it's a degree of interest for me, right? Like, let's say, from my perspective, if you're really into this dude as a girl and you're like, oh, I really just want him to like put in a little more effort to this. And you really like him like just be blunt with this guy because if he's a (laughs) if he's a we're we're dumb like you know we 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 we, we, (laughs) let's just be honest here like we get dumb when we're around a cute girl and sometimes we just seize up and we can't think or do anything so if a girl's like you know what that was pretty lame we should go bowling next time like just keep it casual like don't maybe don't use the word lame that's just in my vocabulary don't right, use that right. <laughs> but if you're like hey I would like for me I would be like if a girl was like you know what I really love karaoke how about we go on our next day to karaoke because then we can get to sing like do that I personally don't like karaoke so anyone out there who <laughs> drops the hunky <laughs> please don't don't suggest that with me but um there's ways to do it very tastefully where you're, you're the one almost like taking a bit of step, but also sharing a bit of your interests as a girl with this guy. So yeah, that's great. I think that's a soft way to do it for a guy, but most guys, you know, we can take, we can take a bit of direction. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> just read the room a little. And I would say, just be honest and, and take the step and just propose the question, you know,
0: that's good. I think, From my end as a girl, there's a way I'm big on like living in our feminine as women and not like overkilling it with our masculine energy. So the thing I would avoid for the women listening would be like to just say, hey, you know, that date one was fine, but this is what I want to do for date two. Let's do it. I would that feels really masculine to me. It's like you're in a boardroom dictating the people. To me, it's like stay in your feminine, but still present like the request and the need, which is like, hey, I appreciate you planning the first date, and I'm enjoying getting to know you. If it's okay with you, I'd love. I feel really connected doing something fun and active with a guy early on. Would you want to go on a hike? Would that? Would something like that interest you? I know that would make that would feel really fun to me. That would feel really exciting to me. So you're really presenting in this feminine way that's like sharing. It's like an opportunity because then, as the receiving end, the guy's like, "Oh, they 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 would feel really connected doing that." Well, I want I want them to feel really connected. Okay, let's do that. Yes, let's do that. You know, I don't know if you guys are catching what I'm saying, but I think just the way it's even presented from the female side, I th- do think that matters.
1: <laughs> no, I, and I think that's great, Kate, because I think there's a part of it even on that first date, like. It's really about we're both being curious on both sides and we're trying to really just figure each other out and walk through that purpose. And I, I'm definitely one of those guys. I would rather the the amazing woman that I'm going on the date on the other side be up front and transparent. You know, I definitely know as we're walking into 2021, online dating is something that has transformed over the last two years, almost a million percent fold. And I would rather just be told, so, hey, okay, I saw what I did was not in your realm of what you would have really enjoyed. And it felt like a boardroom questionnaire first time date, um, but something that was more interactive and something that uh, created, especially if you're further away um, being estates, you know, it may not be till your third or fourth or sometimes maybe your fifth date until you guys cross paths um, because I've also heard of people doing long yeah. distance dating international, right? So that takes a little bit more to even be able to get out and do that. So I think there's a level of curiosity, but um, being open with one another to say, Hey, these are the things that really encourage me. These are the things that really lift me up and allow you know us to connect in a different way. So, yeah, you know, I think I there's a straight, there's, the more transparent you can be in the beginning, the better it is that both sides can plan going, hey, I, I knew we had an hour for this date or two hours. Let me try to make sure there's something in there that we both feel you know uplifted by.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, you guys, I have a hot topic question to throw at you now. Okay. So we're talking about dropping the hanky. We're talking about meeting online or virtual dating social media, dating, all the things. And this brings up an interesting question, which is dating or talking to more than one person at a time. And so this we've done an episode on this. I've definitely talked about it at length, Um, but I'm so curious to hear y'all's perspective. And I don't think this is prescriptive. I don't think every single person has the same perspective on this Um, as a Christian. In fact, I think the majority of Christians would say no no to dating more than one person at a time. But I actually prescribe to the fact that I think it's okay to date more than one person at a time if you do it with honor and very clear communication. But I want to hear from y'all. What does that look like? Especially if it's like you haven't gone on that many in-person dates. It's just virtual or you're just in those first beginning stages. What do y'all think? JJ, what do you think?
3: Yeah, this is a great question. And it definitely depends on the person to person. I think There's two parts of it. One is like, is it something that you can do? Um, I think, you know, it just personally depends on person to person if you can do it. And then two, I think you kind of have to define, right, like exactly what dating is. Like, can you seriously date four guys or vice versa, four girls at one time? Where you're like on the tenth date with each of them, and you're kind of having those very serious—that would be a little tough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <But> it, well, <laughs> I think ten dates and dating that many people at ten dates is maybe a lot, personally. Yeah. But yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. So that that would be like seriously dating. But I think if you're taking out a couple girls or you're going out with a couple guys to very very easy dates, coffee dates, still really getting to know them, that for me feels okay. Especially, in, I actually have been on the I actually dated a girl who uh, was dating a a few guys. And I think for me, I really communicated her appreciation and like her just being very transparent from the get go. Like that for me actually built more trust um, than anything else because I was like, hey, for me, it's actually not a big deal that you're dating a few guys. And if anything, like the fact that you're telling me up front where it could scare me away, like I appreciated it. So I actually felt like for me actually led to like an acceleration in trust because she was just willing to be so transparent from the beginning. Um mm, so that's that good. that's how I'd say, at least for my end, how I received it. Now, uh, could I do it myself? Uh I I probably could if it was like easier dating, uh just coffee chats and really getting to know them and building a friendship. But I feel like even if I, you know. We talk about seriously dating. I just don't think I have the bandwidth to pursue, you know, multiple people at once. But I'm totally fine being on the receiving end.
0: Yeah. And I think where I get to, and I should have clarified a little more just so people, if you haven't heard the episode I did on this earlier this year, where I am at with this for everyone listening is I think it's okay personally to do this in the in stage one of dating or in the dating phase. So the way I break down dating is single dating, relationship, engaged, married. And so normally we do single dating, engaged, married, and we skip relationship. I think dating is the means to figure out if you want to be. In a relationship with that person. And so often we go from like one, two, three dates into being in a relationship. And I'm like, wait, you don't even really know that person. Now you're suddenly sharing with them about them on Facebook and Instagram and they're meeting your family. And like, you don't even really know them yet. So I am, what I'm saying is, I think in the dating phase, and the dating phase is like, a phase that lasts for just a little while. It's not like forever. We're not talking six months here. We're not talking, you're going on 20 dates with one person and 20 dates with another person. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. one date a week with one to two, maybe three guys. And that's it, you know, yep. like for a certain amount of time.
3: <laughs> yep, exactly. So I think, um, if you do do it, having been on the receiving end of a girl who's doing this, She was so graceful and sweet. She told me after the first date, you know, where she was at and that she was dating, you know, multiple guys and and even clarified, you know, what that looked like. And I actually kind of welcomed it. Um, You know, for me, I'm (laughs) I'm competitive. But more importantly, I was just like, (laughs) great, like (laughs) even more so, like if it's supposed to work out with her and I, it's going to be very clear to her that me out of these, you know, like couple guys or however many it was, like I'm going to stand out. And so if anything, like for me as a competitive guy, it kind of gave me a little bit more like uh, fuel to the fire. Like, oh, I'm definitely going to impress her now.
0: <laughs> You're like, I love, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> You're like, whatever. <laughs>
3: exactly. I'm like, do you take board guys? I don't care. I think, I think, Kate too,
2: like just to add to that is is there's this crazy, st- and you've spoke, you speak about this a lot on your podcast, but there's this crazy stigma around how, I think in the church we've been taught to fantasize straight away and think like, Oh, okay. I've been on one coffee date. I'm going to marry this person. Like, and, and dating people, um, multiple people at the same time kind of diffuses a lot of that. Like I know when I started doing that, it just helped relieve a lot of the stress that came with dating. Like, and I've actually shared that a lot with some friends of mine who, or they just put that pressure on themselves. And then when I'm like, you know, you can date multiple people at once, right? It's suddenly there's this huge like weight lifted off their shoulders and they can just like freely get to know someone and and be themselves and be more casual. And um, I think that's something I do want to highlight because I think there's a lot of that stigma that still exists in the church, whether it's like daydreaming or what they've been taught. Like I remember teaching some of my youth kids at some point that very thing that I just said that I actually hate now. So it's, (laughs) it's, let's just be like chill about it and like get to know someone like um, my one friend, like worst case scenario or best case scenario, you end up making another really good friend and that's cool.
0: Yes. I love that. I think also my last little bit on this is you just have to know yourself. For example, I hear a lot of women saying that actually the guys are dating more than one person. And it's just, how am I doing? Am I doing this with honor? And are my intentions in a pure and good and honoring place, right? Or am I just doing this to see every pick of the litter? And you know, do I have a problem with variety and want a lot of variety and have commitment problems, um, or do I want to get my bucket filled by having a lot of fun days with a lot of different people? It's like you know, you have to come back and know yourself. That's why it's not exactly for everyone because I couldn't date multiple people. I used to um, back in the day, but it was bad for me because I had an addiction to love, and addiction to men, and if I still had that today to the extent I did back then, like it would not be healthy for me to go on dates with more than one guy at the same time, because I would literally just be having fun, having variety and just like, oh, well, this is fun. Oh, that's fun. And it would be filling my bucket, you know? And so- you have to also come back and know yourself. Um, and I think that's important for the guys as well. Speaking on the end of if it's a guy listening and the guy, let's say it's a guy and Drop the Hanky because in Drop the Hanky, you're going to get messaged by more than one girl. Okay. <laughs> Most likely that's going to happen. And so you might start conversations with more than one girl. And I think the important part there would just be to communicate to the girl, like, Like after you have a few conversations, you have that FaceTime date, you're liking it, like you enjoy them, just say like, hey, I want to be honest with you. I want to continue talking to you, get to know you, go on a FaceTime date or a real... In person date. And I want to be honest with you that I am also having a conversation or two with somebody else that I met through Drop the Hanky. I just want to be honest and upfront about that so it doesn't come as a surprise. But I will do my best in this process to be honest and to be really honoring to you. You know, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, wow, okay, I feel so good that they're being honest with me versus being caught off guard. Makes sense that maybe they're talking to another person. I don't necessarily expect that they would cut off every text communication they got from this person in the program, from people in the program, just because I started talking to them. So that's okay, you know? And then you as the other, the re- on the receiving end, you get to weigh, how does my heart, body, spirit feel? Like, how do I feel? Does that, is that okay for me? Does that bring up a lot of insecurities and triggers in me? Is this, you know, a, is a, am I all right with doing that, knowing that he might be talking to some other people? So Am I only, how long am I okay with that happening? All right, I went on a total rant there, but I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's so important. Okay, so another thing, this is actually a big question, y'all. So we're talking now about like talking potentially the more than one woman. And what happens sometimes within this is something called a friendationship, okay? So basically you meet somebody, let's say it's through online, it's through a hanky drop or a DM slide and you start chatting with them and you're like, wow. And Gareth, you said earlier, you love you love the text banter, right? So it's like it's for somebody like you, you could like build an easy conversation flowing friendship with a girl. And so the question though is where is the line with that being just a friendship versus turning into a friendationship, which is that person obviously reached out to you because they were potentially interested (laughs) and now you're just talking to them over and over and over and maybe they're starting to get connected to you even though you're just chill as their friend so how do we make these things not turn into friendationships
3: i can take this one i think like i just communicate to the men in this conversation at some point i think you have to make the decision and the difference is is like do you want to be a man that leads like a man or do you want to be a man that leads like a boy and what that (laughs) means
0: she just said it yo
3: i did i did because here's the thing like i think if you're leading as a as a man and having those conversations and clarifying she should never be left in a position of ambiguity or this friendationship like if she has to ask those clarifying questions, that should be a big indicator for you as a leader and a man like that. Something's going on there like you or you might be flirting a little too much. Like you yeah. might be like, yeah, I actually I actually call this called it's called heartstrings, um, <laughs> this little concept. And it's this little like uh, paradigm that like imagine you have these little hooks that you place into the the guys or the girls, whichever way around you and whenever you kind of need that intimacy or that feeling of like Im- importance like you just kind of tug on those heartstrings and it it kind of seems innocent but it, i actually think it's 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 wrong um because you'll, you're you're kind of leading people on you're kind of casually leading them in this ambiguous state so i actually think as a man when you start dating and you're out of college like you're just going to have to make a decision that hey, i'm going to lead like a man and that means like you're going to have to work up the courage on the ambiguity, ask her clarifying questions if it's ambiguous, you know, what she's sending you. But overall, like, if you're leading well and you're communicating, like, you're gonna have to own those conversations, and she should never be left in a position of like ambiguity. And if she asks you questions, like, I'm like saying for you as a man, like, you get some questions to ask yourself because, you mm-hmm. know, are we the leader or are we being led or, or are we letting ambiguity lead? Uh, yeah
0: or what I often find is like oh well I don't want to say anything I don't want to be weird I just I'm trying to just be cool and just that'll suddenly make it weird and I'm like but when I don't think clarity is is not it's not about being cool it's about being clear. Yeah. and leaders lead with clarity like they really exactly. do I think JD Rogers said that a year ago on my podcast and like that is it and so I love that you just said that Jason you have something to
1: weigh in yeah, I, I also think there's a level of security in it too. I think when you lead with clarity and transparency, you both know where the end result is, like what you're looking for. Like not many of us will jump in a car and go, I'm going to go from A to B, but I don't know where B is. And so when that happens, you don't plan right. You don't know how to work the conversation or in a sense of knowing where things are going, and then that adds doubt it adds fear it adds all these areas of even more insecurity but when they're being led both the male and the female side both of us in that building from dating to relationship you know where it's going so you know the level of questions you're going to ask or the conversation you're going to have so it's not just like hey what's your favorite flower what's your favorite color it's like hey what was your family life growing up, you know, where are you at in your profession? What what do you feel that God's really, you know, shown you for what your purpose is going forward? And there's those deeper context of core questions that really allow you to go, hey, I see that this person, this man is leading me in a way in a relationship that wants to go from dating to a relationship and then to marriage. And that clarity and transparency really brings that comfort and that security. And and let's be real, I, I totally agree with JJ. I think when you're willing to step up and trust God and lead in that way, the level of security and comfort that the woman that you're with knows that you love them, that you're willing to build with them and to go, definitely go the distance.
0: That's so good, man. I love this. You guys see ladies listening. There are great Christian men out there. Hello. Okay. You guys, we have even more questions, but we're going to just do a few to close and, you know, I think on this conversation of being clear and, you know, it's not about being cool. It's about being clear and clear is sexy. Okay. It, you know, it, it requires a level of vulnerability because being clear requires either telling that person you're into them or not. You know, if they're a friend and you feel like they're, they're catching feels, it requires you to be vulnerable and share either where you're at. That you are interested potentially and you're feeling that out, or maybe that you just want to be friends. And therefore, you know, like just so they know, like, hey, we're on the same page of friendship, you knowing maybe they are kind of into me and I'm not as into them or I'm not into them at all, it's pretty vulnerable to do that. And so I want to ask about vulnerability for a second because I think this is so important in dating and I'm just such an advocate for that especially in the culture of man that vulnerability is so attractive women find it so attractive and um, I'm just curious for you guys if anyone wants to step up to the plate first to know a little bit about how you've seen vulnerability be important in your life and in dating
2: kid okay, I think I think for me like I've seen how we we overthink things a lot i feel especially in as as christians we are like oh what if i do this wrong what if i do that wrong and i think for me like being somebody who is very honest like a big big thing for me in a relationship is i i need communication like i'm a i'm a talker like i love chatting i love to get to know people so i'm i'm very comfortable with approaching conflicts and kind of working through things and being vulnerable in a in a weird way is like a bit of a micro conflict, right? Because you're like, am I going to offend this person? Am I going to hurt her feelings? And I think just as a whole, within like the Christian dating community, we need to be super forgiving in that space. And um, to add on to that is not take it personally, right? So let's say a girl slides into my DMs. I'm like, oh, cool. Would love to get to know you. And then somewhere down the line, I just feel like it's it's not working out for whatever reason. There's a level of vulnerability that I need to be honest with that girl, but also um, a level of vulnerability where there's forgiveness on both sides, or like almost an opportunity to cater for the possibility that it, it won't work out. Right? There's hopes and there's um, the hope that it would work out. Maybe one person. Um, really wants it more than the other whatever it is like in reality dating is dating I mean if you take it to kind of the 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 dating world outside of Christianity people are very forgiving in this space it's like yeah I went on three dates it didn't work out we ended up becoming good friends Um, and I think there's a degree of vulnerability there that involves forgiveness or involves like a casual Kind of engagement in the space, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not also not taking it so seriously too, which can also lead to like less disappointment when we don't picture our future marriage with that person from the first one, two, or three dates.
1: <laughs> As well. Exactly. Um,
0: I'm curious.
1: Oh, I was just laughing about not taking it so serious, like not showing up with the wedding ring on the on the yeah. third date. Well, seriously, uh,
0: like the girl is in her little journal writing like Kate, and then the last name, and like just writing it in script. Does that look good? And you know, like what I literally, I did that when I was in fifth grade, but I shouldn't be doing that now in my thirties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
3: Gareth and Jason, you guys don't bring a ring with you on the first
1: date? No, <laughs> unless it's that candy the, one, you know, I'm just so I can one. be funny and have a joke, but. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> wow, y'all! I, wow. Uh, I bring a
2: I bring a box with five little boxes inside, and each has a different level of carrots of diamonds in it.
0: Nice. Oh, oh wow! And, <laughs> and then I'm, you I'm let her choose. Joking. Oh my gosh, this joking. sounds like a massive dream, but not a like first ring, date. But... They're
3: like ring pops, right? Yeah, ring yeah. pops. <laughs>
0: Wait, that would be funny to show up, say, you know, I've been told to not bring a ring to the first date, but I just couldn't help it. And then bring out the ring pop. Y'all, there's an idea. I would love that for sure. Yeah. It would be so hilarious. Okay. I'm so curious, you guys. We're talking a lot about, you know, women and how we show up in dating. And so I'm curious from you guys, a solid. Christian men, like what is a top quality you are looking for in a woman? Just name one, at least. Obviously we know there's more than one. And I probably don't even, we probably don't even need to say like, oh, a godly woman. Like, I, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and hopefully think that that's a big quality for all of y'all as (laughs) Christian men, but what's like something that would really stand out to you in the woman that you might be considering dating? You all are going to answer this quickly, and so I'm going to just call on you, Jason. You're going to go first.
1: That they're in active spiritual community. I think that's the biggest thing for me is because you know, you know, we're we're all connected. But I think if you can tell very easily that they're connected with their other women in their community, you know that they're seeking growth.
0: That's so good. Wow, Uh, JJ.
3: Yeah, that's a great one. I think like a godly woman right like gets tossed out i love like looking at like i don't know i think their character i think there's something about when somebody's life changes when they're submitted to god like is their life about them or is it about others and that's kind of like that selfless kind of transformation that their purpose on earth is you know one reason and then that because everywhere i've been kate the past few months they've actually been quoting matthew six thirty three.
0: oh my gosh
3: yeah <laughs> so which is seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness so i think the seek first the kingdom of god that's the guileliness that you're talking about and his righteousness i actually think that's the sanctification that transformation of her character while she's on earth uh that unlocks right so much of like uh it's just past a a relationship. It's a it's a godly glorifying, fruitful relationship between you and her.
0: That's great. I love that. Gareth, what about you?
3: I think for me, I kind of mentioned it a
2: little earlier, but just conversation. Like I am I'm a big communicator. I love to kind of invest time in ideas. And when I say communication, I mean across the board, mentally, spiritually, physically. So it's conversations with each other. It's conversations with God with family, and i I find that really attractive when a girl loves to really um dive deep into understanding and investigating and investing time in conversation, whether that be with God reading the Bible and praying and getting into a spiritual um into the spiritual space and just like growing with God or with investing time in me or my family or vice versa so. Conversation for me is a big one, but I feel like a lot of people say conversation and like, oh, cool, that's a talker. But I come from the the perspective of gaining understanding and gaining depth.
0: Well, it kind um, of sounds like being curiosity too. It's like being Mm -hmm. curious with the person. You're gonna have the worst dates of your life and worst relationship if you can't learn how to be a curious person. You know. (laughs)
2: exactly exactly you
0: know like if you're not genuinely intrigued and ask questions and and want to and not and genuinely want to know you know because you could tell when somebody's just like trying to check off questions like oh so what about this versus like oh this is really interesting i'd love to know this about you you know what i mean yeah
2: that's the equivalent of a guy taking you on a boring date for a- <laughs> i mean <laughs> For there a we go. Yes. If she's not interested, if she's not curious, it's like okay, cool. I'm moving on. Peace out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna flip it and say, uh, from the women's perspective, I'm gonna just speak to really quick the fact that a really amazing quality that I think a lot of women are looking for are is Jason kind of said this is a man, as a man's. Surrounded by godly friendships, like who is he mentored by, surrounded by, discipled by? That's definitely on my non negotiable list of like discipleship. Like, who is he being discipled by? And, um, I was actually just talking to a friend recently, and I this is not to put men down in any way because I actually really stand for men and, and fight for men. But a lot of things I see often is that, um, men are trained in early days, like they can do it in a silo, they can do it on their own, be independent, man up. And so, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of things by themselves. And when it comes to dating, um, it is so important to have other voices, like trusted voices, not everybody's voices, but trusted voices that can pour into your relationship, help you process things, because as you date, it's going to get a little confusing, just it will. This is a person who commutes, communicates differently than you, has different needs. You know, you're getting to know more about them. And I was talking to somebody recently who was like, yeah, the, he just came in. He doesn't have a lot of male community. I'm like, man, I have heard this over and over and over again. And again, not to bash on men, but to just to say, men listening, it is so attractive for the women to see that you have solid male friends in your life that are guys that you want to be like, that you are vulnerable with. And so quick transition into just, I would just want to share with that about our men's community at Heart of Dating that we have been stewarding and trying to foster here. I'm so excited about it. We meet biweekly. Gareth and JJ run it and Jason also steps in as a leader sometimes and is often there. And so I just want to hear from you guys. You run this group. It's an hour biweekly. Guys from all over the country, all over the world come together. I was there a few weeks ago for a and a and we had tons and tons of guys and lots of questions. We went way over, but it was so awesome. It, it was so rad. So anybody want to jump in to share their thoughts about men's group?
3: Yeah, I, I can go. And then Gareth and Jason have some great comments because they help lead as well. I would just say I would just start with guys, first of all, like, especially in COVID, there was like Zoom group upon Zoom group upon Zoom group (laughs) to hop on on a Tuesday night and read the Bible, especially if you couldn't meet with guys in real life. Now, now we're at a kind of a fun point where you can do either or there's still virtual groups and then there's more in-person groups meeting. But I would just say this, like when it comes down to that Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night and you have the option of a men's group or community group don't choose your xbox don't just <laughs>
0: saying video games. <laughs> <laughs>
3: don't choose your pc don't choose netflix don't choose golf like choose community because it is, it is so much more important for you even if it's uh maybe like somewhat boring or it's like not your cup of tea with every guy there who likes exactly what, what you like like put yourself out there. And I think when it comes to guys, especially we need a little bit of a kick in the butt, like just go, go out and get in the community. Like I know it's fun to do those things. I've made those decisions before, but like being lonely and even like hopping online and doing those things like in a silo is not going to do anything good for you spiritually. So I would just say like be intentional about it. Like even if you don't always feel like it, like know that Christ died for a community. Like he died for you to walk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like with those, with those men and those women, just like he walked with them. And then um, I would say like on top of that to plug the men's group, it's actually fun. Like we actually have a good time on the Zoom call. We actually have a really good time making every guy like, you know, ask the question, talking about where they're from, talking about their experiences. So it's not just you coming and listening for an hour. Like every guy is plugged in every guy's is being known because we love building a relationship first and then sharing experiences and learnings and it's actually great you get a lot of tips (laughs) gareth and jason have a lot of great tips on dating so i think (laughs) if anything like you'll come and you'll pick up a lot of great date ideas so i think that alone is worth it
2: (laughs) yeah i'm i just love how vulnerable the dudes are in the group like we've had some amazing stories we like sometimes we'll start with a plan and then somebody will ask a really good question and we'll just, will like dive into that and really investigate it and like have some really great conversations. So I just, I just love how the guys are vulnerable. It's a safe space. We say this every meeting that um, this, you know, it, it, it gets recorded, it gets sent out, but it only gets sent out to the guys within the community, which, which is awesome. Like, and, as people are engaging in the space and as the guys are kind of sharing their stories, like it's a place to, maybe there's something that's been pressing on your heart for the last couple of days or weeks, or maybe even months. And you're just like really stressful. Um, It's a, it's a really good space to open up um, and be vulnerable and get some really solid, just bros around you who can like talk you through things or help you through things. Or maybe there's like that casual moment where you're like, Oh, there's this girl that I, really like and you're like shy like we're all we're all like there with the best advice and like to be your best hype man to kind of be the best dude you can for like this girl that you really like so there's a range of just engagements and kind of interactions that i i don't think you get anywhere else um right now to be honest like it's it's rare for a lot of guys to kind of get together and just talk talk shop and talk dating you know so Um, I love that element of of the
1: community. No, and I think another part to even add is the group is so diverse in the men from guys who work in corporate to guys that are working in other professions, um, doing trade skills and other things like that. And even from different phases of where they're at in dating, married, previously married. Um, So there's just so much in the community that, The dynamic and the conversation and even the depth of vulnerability within the men that have been coming, it just creates such a level of conversation that so far there hasn't been a question that has someone hasn't been able to share wisdom from either from scripture or past walk in their life. And so it's one of those things, if you're thinking about it, to be able to choose and jump into that community, um, you're definitely going to be able to get something Um, and then you're also going to find out that there are people all around the U S and international, um, in this group. And everybody's almost been able to find someone that they've been able to meet up with in person and have a cup of coffee, or at least be in the area to set something like that up. So you're, you're definitely going to be able to create new, um, godly men friendships from all around.
0: I love it. Y'all, it's so special. Also for the ladies listening, if you know dudes who need community, send them our way. I'm going to include the link in the show notes. It'll all be there, but send the dudes our way. Now guys, this has been an awesome conversation and to wrap it up very quickly, you're going to just share your final negative dating advice and you're going to keep it to one line. No explanation, just one line. Just like a one-liner. It could be yours or it could be something you've heard. JJ, you're first.
3: Dang it! I was hoping they could go, so I could think of my one-liner. I get, i actually feel kind of called to this one. Like, are you gonna be pastoring her, or is God gonna be pastoring you two together? Mm, is okay. my one-liner.
0: Yeah. Bomb drop! Amazing, Gareth.
2: Oh gosh, how do I follow that one? <laughs> um, I don't know, Kate. I said I said one on kind of like the other podcast that that we did, but just. I was, I would, I always say like, allow God to write your story and your narrative throughout the entire process. Cause that for me, I'm a big romantic and I love the idea that God is writing my love story.
0: I love that. Go Gareth. <laughs> I love that. That made me, made all my romantic heartstrings. Just, I was like, Oh, so that was so sweet. <laughs> <Garrett. laughs> Jason, what about you?
1: oh, it's like trying to think of all these ones. Um, But the first phrase that popped in my my mind is true curiosity leads to vulnerability. And just when you're willing to be totally curious about the other person and learn who they are, it just, it shows how much you care about them. And then that leads into vulnerability.
0: Y'all, this is a blast. Quickly shout out your handle so people can connect with you if they want to find out about men's group or just hang out or drop the hanky if they're a girl. What's your handle?
1: So this is Jason Rain, and my handle is at J Crane, And uh, yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram.
0: And it's spelled J-A-Y, not J. It's just, it's J-A-Y, Crane. Anyway, (laughs) JJ, what's yours?
1: Mine's
3: actually, uh, it's me, JJ. Like, it's me, JJ, all one word. And instead of an I, it's an L because the one with an I is taken. So it's me, JJ. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. It's complicated. But it looks normal on Instagram. It's kind of funny.
0: Gareth, what about you?
3: Just Gareth Pond, sort of short and sweet. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this no, like is Gareth epic.
0: only Gareth Bond if you need it there he is and he has some cool imagery on his Instagram as well we're just trying to get you matched up Gareth I don't know I'm always trying to to find someone for you okay guys thank you so much for being here tonight thanks for sharing your wisdom your thoughts I loved all the moments Jason had some light bulb moments too earlier with the date that was so fun but y'all what a great time thanks for being here today
2: thank you Kate thanks so much Kate Thanks for having us.
1: Yep. Thank you, Kate.
0: I mean, come on. I just want to hear everybody stop saying, where are the good Christian single men? Like y'all, they exist. They out there. Just listen to this episode today. I mean, goodness gracious. Sign up for Drop the Hanky. They're in that program as well. Anyway. I just hear this from you guys so much. It is just my heart and my mission to reframe that perspective. No matter how discouraged you are in dating, don't let scarcity define your life. Choose to lean into abundance and into hope. Reframe your perspective and get excited for what God is doing and is going to do in your life. That's it for today's episode with Jason, JJ, and Gareth. I want to encourage you one more time to apply for our Drop the Hanky program on our heartofdating.com website. And if you're a dude listening to this, I really encourage you to go and join our men's community. If you really want to join our men's community, you can even do that also on our Heart of Dating website by going to the upper tab that says join, scrolling to the bottom, and you'll see information there about our men's community. All right, y'all, that's it for today. I will see you next week.
1: This show is part of the Converge Podcast
0: Network.